As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, mom, this one's all you. How to find your thing and where to start. Today, it's just me in this solo edition of Build Your Tribe. And I wanted to address this because it's the second most popular question that I get from people like you who are interested in building a tribe, interested in creating additional income online. I just can't even tell you. I wish I had a nickel for each person who said, I don't know what my thing is, or I just don't even know where to start. I just, I know I need to move. I know I want to do something different. I know I have a passion to help people, but I don't know where to start. Or can you help me find my purpose? Can you help me find that thing? So I want you to listen to this episode today, but if those are questions you've struggled with, you are going to need to listen to this episode more than once. Because I know you've heard this message before, and I need it to sink in, like I need it to actually make sense today. And I know you want change or you wouldn't be listening to this episode. So let me start by saying, you don't find your thing. You don't find passion. You don't find your purpose. It's not going to find you. And you're not going to know what it is until you try a million different things. There's one thing Everyone has in common who asked me this question over and over and over again. It's a personality trait. I bet you don't even know you have it. Well, maybe you do. People who ask this question, I don't know what my thing is. I don't know where to start. These are people who fear getting it wrong. It's the trait of perfectionism. But newsflash, you don't have one purpose. You don't have one passion. And you don't have to just try one thing and get it right. The only way you're going to figure out what your thing is is if you're trying a whole bunch of things. And I know you're going to say, Shaleen, but you always say focus, you know, focus on one thing at a time. True, but that means you might focus on something for a season, for a couple of months. You can't just dip your toe in and be able to decide if the water's warm or cold or if you enjoy it. You got to go for a swim. Even if you realize after swimming for a little while, this ain't for me. The only way you're going to know that is if you dive in head first and go for it and give yourself permission to come out of the pool if it's not right for you. But you got to also know this. Whatever it is you start at, you're not going to be that great at it in the beginning. 
I don't know anyone who has total passion and feels a purpose and something that they're really crappy at, you know? Although, when I think about it, when I first started teaching fitness classes, I knew I wasn't good. I guess I didn't know how bad I was. But I also knew I could feel that I could get better. I'm like, okay, all right, I can see where this could go. I can feel how excited I am by just getting a little bit better each time I taught a class. So even though I wasn't good at it, I knew soon if I really invested myself that I could get good at it and I was really passionate about it. So whatever it is that's an inkling of an idea, stop talking yourself out of it, sister, brother. Start talking yourself into giving it a whirl. And you can give yourself a deadline if you want. Maybe that's three months. Maybe that's a year. But so often I meet people and they'll say, yeah, I tried this or I tried that. And they just none of those things were for me. That's okay. Figure out what pieces of them, though, weren't for you. For example, I'll often hear people who know they want to start a business, but they have no clue on how to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. And so they will often join a network marketing organization because it's kind of like being given a ready-made business. You just have to plug in the piece that's you, the marketing. And oftentimes I'll hear people say, I was so passionate about the product, but yeah, it just wasn't for me because I don't love sales. Well, if you were passionate about the product and you were enjoyed helping people, then you just didn't stay at it long enough to realize you're not actually supposed to sell. Like maybe you didn't get the right training. Maybe you didn't have the right person mentoring you, or maybe you didn't take the right courses to learn how to do that because selling anything is not fun. I love cars, but if I have to sell a car, that's not fun. I love a lot of things, but if it's something I don't believe in, then I'm going to have to sell it as opposed to trying to persuade people to do something that's going to make their lives better. You also have to let go of this idea that people are going to judge you if you change courses or that people are going to think less of you if you're not great at it or that if you declare something or just decide to go after one particular thing or in a particular direction and it doesn't turn out that people will see you as a quitter. This is not true. This is absolutely unheard of. Hey, guess what? Actually, if it were to be true, who freaking cares? Who cares what this loser thinks who doesn't really have any importance in your life, number one? Number two, is not paying your mortgage. And number three, they're so busy criticizing or judging other people that they're never going to take action. They just sit on the sidelines and find themselves jealous of people who are actually trying. Listen, if you want to know what your thing is, you got to do a bunch of things and you got to do them messy and you have to recognize when something like at least sparks your interest, where you have that moment and you think to yourself, okay, I could see what this could be if I gather the right skills, if I surround myself with the right people, if I learn the right things about how to promote this business, I'm really passionate about this and this could turn into purpose. Notice I didn't say my life's purpose. There is no one singular life's purpose. Are you alive right now? Yes, of course, or you wouldn't be listening. And is there even just one person who your life has significance to? Because if the answer is yes, you have purpose. Your life has purpose. You don't go out and try to find a life's purpose. I don't have a life's purpose. I just try to step into my purpose. And for me, that means recognizing that God has placed things in my path 
in my experiences that have been challenging and difficult and hard, the kind of things that many people just give up. And I'm a good person and I do right. Sometimes the only way I can justify like, why would this happen to me? The only way I can justify it is it's not my decision. It wasn't my plan for my life. It's God's plan. And there must be a reason why he believes I needed this challenge that I can serve others with it. And every time I do that, I feel like I'm living his purpose. And then I don't have to get all caught up in like, what's my purpose? I think people also put so much pressure on themselves to find their life's purpose. And they think it's going to like knock at the door or that they're going to pick up something that they're so good at, they're the best at it, and people just flock to them. And that purpose has something to do with helping a lot of people. And that's not true. Your life has purpose and significance. If you can just help one person, but it has to be something that you feel very passionate about, like uncompromisingly determined to help other people understand this thing. That's the kind of passion that can fuel living a life of purpose. Again, not finding a purpose. Because if you consider each and every kind of difficult, challenging moment in your life, those, all those moments serve a purpose. And if you use each one of those moments, each one of those can serve other people. So if you're following along, that means you're going you're gonna to have a lot of difficult, I know you probably hate to hear this, but the truth is you're going to go through some tough stuff. You're going to have a lot of challenging times ahead of you, and you've already had some, and you've survived them, and each one of them has a purpose. Now, how closely or how close you are to the situation sometimes means that you don't even see it, right? Like you are sometimes so unaware of how you can help or how you already are helping other people or that that thing that you've been through is really a kind of a majorly big deal. I can't tell you how many times I'll just get to know someone and then I hear their story and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And they're like, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. I just, I don't know. I I have some shame around it still, or I, I, I don't know if it's right to talk about those things, but I'm like, but see, other people who are going through that, they think they can't survive it. They can't see the success that you have. They're in the middle of it right now, maybe. And those people need to know what's possible, and you are what's possible. And sometimes people, like when I've had this conversation with friends, they're like, really? Like, that's a big deal? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is a really big, profound deal that you've come out on the other side of this. And look how it's changed your perspective, your mindset, your life, and how it was a gift to you. Other people who are in the middle of this right now, they need to know how this is going to turn out, whether to turn left or to turn right, and how to navigate this tough time so that they can come out on the other end, not just a survivor, but someone who's conquered the situation. I think that probably sounds like really big. You're probably thinking, gosh, I don't know if I have this life-changing, huge event to relate to. It doesn't have to be that. You know, as we begin to look at our past challenges and experiences, you might start with something that's not quite so deep or so personal. And by the way, those really deep personal things, I personally don't believe you're ready to help other people with those until you have resolved those issues, even if you're through it and you feel like you've conquered it, right? And it's in the past. I'm telling you, you need to make sure that these things are fully resolved 
and reprocessed. And 98% of the time, I think that is most efficiently done with the help of a therapist. I mean, you name it. I've talked to a therapist about it. Dealing with the grief. I mean, I had major grief over the sale of one of our companies, like major grief. And I didn't know that it was grief. It was showing up as anger and sadness. It was showing up as wanting to control everything about the way the company was being taken over after we sold the business. And I finally realized, wow, I'm kind of not doing okay with this. I should go speak to a therapist, which I did long after the sale of the company. And before I started helping other people figure out how to do the same thing, it was with the help of a therapist that I realized I had some grief to process. Like that was my baby that I had raised and it felt like another family had taken it over. And I knew what was best for my child. But not until I processed that with the help of a therapist was I truly over it and able to put it to rest and to feel at peace about it and no longer feel anger or sadness or the need to want to insert myself. But you can start with something that's maybe not so deep. When I think back on where I started, one of the first ways I kind of lived my purpose or lived his purpose, if you will, was by just going, you know, I don't love exercise, but I love dance and I love martial arts and I freaking love music and I love music that like it tells you what to do. And and so I put this workout program together back in the late 90s called Turbo Kick. And at the time, that was as deep as it went. Like there are other deeper challenges I had experienced in my childhood but at the moment, that was a problem I was solving for me. And that problem was, you know, wanting to out-exercise my genes. I didn't want to have to do brutally hard exercise. I didn't want to have to diet. I just, I wanted to find something that was fun and uplifting and would help me to maintain my weight without having to be crazy. And that was it. So that at the time was how I was able to help others and serve others by sharing with them something that worked for me. So it doesn't have to be really deep or the type of thing you have to see a therapist over. It doesn't have to be. But I do think the deeper that wound is, the more important it is for you to make sure you really you really have worked through it because you're going to be so much better at serving others when you truly have processed that experience, whatever that is. And oftentimes, whatever my purpose is at the time, because I'm, I'm always stepping into new purposes. Like, it's funny because I will get messages from people or maybe I'll do a podcast interview and they'll go, you have really reinvented yourself. I'm like, I always go, oh, thank you. But I haven't reinvented myself. I've just acknowledged whatever experience or challenge I've gone through. And then I share my answers. I'm not reinventing myself. I'm honoring those obstacles that God puts in my place. And I'm honoring my faith and my life by allowing those things to help other people. So I don't think of it as reinventing myself. And whenever someone will say to me, what do you think you're going to do next? Or, wow, you really switched from this to this. I'm like, I'm not doing any of that intentionally. I'm just following his plan. And it's so fun. And you don't have to get caught up in like, oh, am I a, am I a health coach? Or am I a life coach? Or am I a lifestyle coach? Or am I an internet marketer? Or am I a chiropractor? Or am I a public speaker? Or am I a real estate investor? Or am I an expert on parenting? You can be all of those things. You just don't have to worry about holding on to a label forever. You know, permission to when you start to worry that people are going to say, oh, you're changing directions. 
permission to tell them, no, I'm just following the course of my life and whatever challenges I face, whatever things I figure out, I want to help other people with that. And whatever course that takes, it takes. So the takeaway as it relates to help me find my purpose, I need to know what my thing is, how do I know what I should start with? The takeaway is just start. Just don't dip your toe in, just dive in and promise yourself that you're going to do it at least long enough to figure out if you've got some passion for it and if it can help other people. And if the answer is yes and you're enjoying it and you're loving it, well, that is your purpose for the moment. Okay, but you didn't find it, you stepped into it and you're going to step into a whole bunch of other purposes over the course of your life. So you don't have to worry about picking the wrong one. You have a whole bunch of them. But for those of you who are always asking where to start, kind of the same personality type. And I find that these people are also just paralyzed by making the wrong first step. So they don't make a first step. They just keep taking in information and taking in courses and listening to podcasts and writing down notes. And they're just afraid to make the first wrong step because they're really passionate about making this work and they don't want to get it wrong. But you've got to take the first wrong step in order to correct course. There's no success without a lot of failure. So the longer you're delaying your start, the longer it's going to take you to get to that point of being successful because you haven't even had a failure yet. Where to start? It doesn't matter. Just freaking start. I always say, if you need to know where to start, grab a pen and a piece of paper and make a massive brainstorm of what do you think it would take? Because you're really smart. Oh, you guys have to tell you about this insane website. Oh, this is going to blow your mind. Okay. So write this down. G-O-O-G-L-E.com. I know. I'm sorry. I had to be a smart aleck. The truth is absolutely anything. And you know this. You know this because you tell your mom when she calls. You're like, mom, you can Google that. Well, girlfriend, boyfriend, if there's something you want to start, type in how to start a motorcycle manufacturing company. Whatever it is, there's going to be an article that breaks that down for you or at least gets you started. At least gets you started. Like literally just pull out a pen and a piece of paper and write down, I'm going to find someone who's done this thing before and I'm going to follow them and I'm going to study them and I'm going to figure out what they've done. I'm going to learn what their very first steps were and I'm going to start taking them and they might not be the right steps for me. And that's okay because Shalene said, the sooner I fail, the quicker I will succeed. You can't be afraid of failure if you want to succeed. And often I find the people who are afraid to start, you either have very critical parents and you had to be kind of perfect or you didn't have critical parents, but you had a lot of perfection from other people around you and you were seeing it and you're like, oh, man, the pressure I'm putting on myself, like a self-imposed pressure is what's creating that paralysis. Either way, I need you to make it messy. That's my theme. And for my students, the members of my marketing academy, that's one thing I really focus on. It's like, okay, hurry up and fail. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And the people who just want to take in every single lesson and rewatch it and retake notes, and they're just so afraid to just try it, they never do. They never do because they're so afraid that they're going to do it wrong. And that's the whole point. Your goal should be to do it wrong. That should be your goal. Where do you start? You just freaking start. Take out a pen and a piece of paper, write down some notes, do a quick Google search and start. Any little step is a beginning. 
Sign up for a course, listen to a podcast from someone who's done it before you. Make an investment, make an investment in an online coach, an online mentor, an online virtual training program, and then implement. Don't just take it in, implement. Don't wait for things to be perfect. Don't wait until a time you've got more time to devote to it. Don't think that, oh, well, once this happens, then I will. No, just start making small, disastrous mistakes right now so that we can get to that point where you are a success. And all those disastrous mistakes, don't forget them because at some point you're going to need to share those with other people because it will be part of your purpose, boo. Isn't that fun? All right. I love you. I want to hear from you. And Find out specifically, just tell me, like, come forward and tell me, all right, here's what I'm, I'm going to start this week, and here it is. Let me know how this episode helped you to take action, because I know you're an action taker. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Of course, we are sponsored by the Marketing Impact Academy. I encourage you to check it out. You can go to that link, marketingimpactacademy.com. If you look below the description of this podcast, you'll see a link to that. It's where all my experts are. It's where you're going to find your motivation and everything you need to know if you're trying to figure out where to start. But you're welcome to figure it out on your own too. But when you're ready for the shortcut, I'll be there for you. Thanks for listening to this edition of Build Your Tribe. We'll catch you next Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by Smart Life Push Journal. Write that down. SmartLifePushJournal.com. It's a system I created over five years ago, which to date has helped over a half a million people accomplish their goals, become more productive, healthier, and happier in the process. It revolves around the push goal principles. Now, if you don't know what a push goal is, no problem. The Smart Life Push Journal will actually walk you through the process of finding yours, creating it, and then accomplishing that goal and all the others on your list in less than 90 days. I've taught this system for countless years, and while it works for anyone who does it, it was difficult to help people develop the habit of just creating a push goal and then accomplishing two to three 10-minute tasks each day around their push goal. Like, that seems like common sense, and, and you know that if you just do a few things each day towards your big goals that they're going to happen, but how do we make that a habit? Well, my 90-day goal-setting system revolves around a physical journal that turns that concept into a habit. Now, if you're looking for one of those really fancy, pretty journals that, you know, has your whole year, plus your electricity bill, plus all of your birthday cards, and it's so big and so cumbersome, you can barely carry it around, this is not your journal. I've designed this journal because I was a journal junkie. I went through hundreds of journals. I tried to create my own. I played with apps. But after looking at the neuroscience behind physically writing out these tasks, after spending so much time trying to figure out complicated day tracking journal systems and realizing I was spending more time putting on fancy borders and tapes and colors, it just dawned on me. My whole purpose is about simplicity. Like, let's make things simple. Fewer decisions, fewer distractions, a lightweight, easy to carry with you, portable journal. It's a 90-day goal-setting system where you'll set goals to accomplish in the next 90 days, and then you pluck away at them 30 days at a time. So you don't carry around with you a journal that holds a year's worth of information or even 90 days. You carry around 30 days at a time. And that's important because in my study and in working with hundreds of thousands of people just like you, 
I found that things come up that change your goals, that change your direction. Life throws you curveballs and you need that fluidity. At the same time, you need accountability. It's like walking around with a life coach in your bag, in your purse, in your hand. You'll always have it with you. That was key. Because if you don't have it with you, then your goals, your dreams, and the tasks that you need to accomplish in order to master your goals are out of sight, out of mind. It's simple. It's fast. It does two things. It helps you track your health and fitness, which also includes your diet, nutrition, your sleep, all things that make you better, healthier. And it helps you track your day, your life. So you intertwine both business and personal. This is for the stay-at-home mom. This is for the entrepreneur, the network marketer. This is for the college student. This is for the person whose dreams are so big, they don't have time to turn their day planner into another cumbersome, huge, overwhelming project. It's simple. And it also includes a complete video series that teaches you how to use a journal. Because if you're like me, I don't like to read instructions. But how you use this journal is what makes it so amazing. I hope you'll check it out and learn more by going to smartlifepushjournal.com.